Uh, hello? Is this thing on? Yeah, hello? Will. Hello, hello? <laughs> These mics are live. It's a live mic. Hot mics. Uh, Hot mic. This is, in fact, episode 56. Will, you're in the right place. You're here with me. I'm Noah. Sam and Rachel are here. Feels good to be home. Will Welch is back. It feels weird. It's a little surreal to be home. We are corporate lunch. Man, are we ever. You know us, and you will know us by the illustrated heads. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the squad has grown. Some some had their doubts, but uh, the truth is the squad has grown and not reduced. The culture expands. Yeah, as it does. It's a it's a real it's the physical manifestation of of what we're doing and how we're growing and developing, evolving ideas, taking over the world. Have you guys ruined the vibe section yet? The vibe section is always it's perilous. You never really know. It is perilous. Uh, you never really know what you're going to get back there in the last ten minutes of the show. Someone posted recently on the uh, the new corporate lunch subreddit, and they said, "You know, I'm starting to think that they don't always do thirteen vibes." <laughs> <laughs> so I have this weird. I'm not great. Math is not my strongest subject, but uh, I'm coming in hot today with zero vibes. All right. Well, but by the time we get there, I'm definitely going to have like. 12. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. Sometimes right, cool. the vibes are developed over months of research and uh sometimes you testing. find the vibe, sometimes the vibe finds you. That's in fact exactly true. So, uh I don't think it makes much sense to proceed any further without addressing um some of the just stuff about what we've been up to. Yeah, the baby plush elephant in the room. Uh, the baby plush elephant who uh, we've all been taking turns snuggling with, and I think we're now ready to just just really talk about. Uh, Will, what have you been up to? <laughs> <laughs> God, you just make it so easy. This is a layup from here. Um, no, but uh, we talk a lot about about uh, in kind of like vague and general terms about what we do at GQ and how GQ is a evolving project. Yes, and. Uh, in 2019, it's reached. Uh, there were big changes, and we've, and I think that's been mentioned. You're, you're now editor in chief of not just GQ Style, but uh, GQ, and all things GQ brand. Yeah, I, I don't know about you guys, but I've been having a lot of fun in these last few months. Yeah, and I keep feeling like as long as we're having fun making all this stuff, so GQ, GQ Style, GQ.com, GQStyle.com corporate lunch you may have heard of it um all the social feeds and all that stuff um i mean that's kind of like the mantra right well there's two mantras one is uh let's focus on the things that we do better than anyone else on earth so that was kind of like the project and um in terms of just like honing what the everything under the gco umbrella what it's all about um, and then let's just try to have fun doing it and trust that if we're having a good time and doing the stuff that we believe in, that people will respond. It'll be fun to read. Yeah. It'll be fun to retweet. And maybe listen but to Most it. importantly, it'll be fun to retweet. <laughs> and around the same time as when Rachel came on board. Yeah. Queen, and, queen and, of getting ret- now, retweet, retweeted. Uh, she's here just being the embodiment of... Uh, the corporate culture. The corporate yeah. culture. <laughs> I'm the man, ironically. <laughs> RT just stands for Rachel Tashton. That's, That's true. Press the low hanging. Yeah. Mash <laughs> RT. Mash RT. Um, How about that princess dive piece? Speaking of RTs and Rachel Tashton. I was like, yeah, Rachel wrote a banger. It's kind of like your life's work. Yeah, it is. 
Are you my gonna, magnum opus. Don't leave now. We need you. <laughs> now that you're here, we know that we need you. You you achieved your magnum opus within weeks. I might have actually. I think I signed that piece to you before you started yeah, here. Yeah, it was the week before. It I was started. a little sketchy. Uh, HR shouldn't know about that. They don't listen to corporate lunch, so it's fine. Rachel, if I need to give you twenty dollars after this podcast, <laughs> I'll do it for the work that you did. Uh, it took me three plus years to achieve my magnum opus. I don't know if you guys have seen the cover uh, with friend of the pod, personal friend of mine. Um, <laughs> big uncle. Is, <laughs> no one likes to call him Big Unk. Uh, Keanu Reeves uh, is on the cover of the new issue of GQ. And, um, it's a banger. Similarly to Rachel's magnum opus on Princess Di, I had I didn't, I, well, not similarly. I didn't write any words about Keanu in this issue. <laughs> but uh, as a life's work and sort of a project, uh, an agenda of mine, yeah, it's it's similar. It's complete. So I've achieved that. Basically, what Noah's trying to say is that every time we were having a story ideas meeting and the idea of a cover came up and Keanu Reeves' name came up, he was like, "Come on, <laughs> you got it. It's Keanu Reeves." I know. We'd and have here it. we are. It's done. <laughs> I I don't think there were ever there were never too many like vocal dissenters of like the Keanu cover. No. I feel like there was mostly enthusiasm. There were some people I think couldn't wrap their head around it. Um, you were ready to fight. It's just that you didn't have an opponent. It's true. There wasn't really an opponent. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it turns out there's not a single opponent on the whole internet. It's been a success. Yeah. It introduced a new, um, or rather, kind of um, clarified for me this new kind of way of complimenting magazine covers, which is to say that they got you pregnant. I heard yeah, a lot. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Like I didn't anticipate, yeah. but that is like the new way. I got a bunch of babies. A lot of yeah. people knocked up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. The next issue we'll send out with like little uh, diapers, <laughs> or like Plan B pills. I was gonna say Plan B. Yeah, but either no. you get one of each. No, and you we can want choose. you to have the baby. Yeah. Yeah. Have diapers. The, the Keanu magazine baby. Little magazine pampers. Uh, Excuse me, organic cotton. Noah, Noah's going to get the diapers that we sent out from a Japanese proxy service. <laughs> I forgot where it was. I forgot where it was. Corporate lunch, corporate lunch, corporate lunch. Oh, come on. Keep the corporate environment proper. Keanu looks incredibly fly. Um, What's exciting to me is basically the first three issues of New GQ. So that. Yeah, what was. That, number one, Frank Ocean. <laughs> that was the dream. Number I, two. For me, also. Yeah. No, it was like. Oh shit! New year of GQ. What are we gonna do? Well, we should obviously start with Frank Ocean. Yeah, that was basically how it went. And Super we, easy guy to get on, on your magazine. Yeah, cover. yeah. No, just texted his Palm Pilot. It's easy <laughs> from there. Um, and uh, then Lucas Hedges, and then J Cole. Another internet smash, by the way. Yeah. For those keeping score at home, um, and it kind of felt like. Well, I don't know if anybody actually tracks it tracks it this closely i would like to pretend that they do but it was kind of like maybe when you think you have our number in terms of young emerging talent yeah, yeah. i mean frank ocean's more than emerged but you know what i mean yeah, like yeah people who you haven't seen on a lot of mag magazine covers who are like sort of on the rocketing up part of the hockey stick career and then cover number four is keanu black and white looking like a hitman yep. um going more uh aged and iconic sunglasses on the cover which a lot of people probably don't know or notice that but that's a very tricky thing to pull off it's mm -hmm. it is the general wisdom sam you haven't talked enough i was just gonna say the first time i saw uh, Come on, this sam. keanu cover but he was ready when, when called on he was ready <laughs> two weeks ago noah's 
recent hair journey and mm. beard journey really uh-huh. made a lot of sense to me because <laughs> when you saw the piano, <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. a lot of resonance there. I struggle with like the where the part goes, like middle side, like the middle part can get weird, but. Keanu is, is real long hair part inspo. Yeah. I like to and get he real like specific. Just we have totally different. Center. A lot of people tell me I look like Keanu Reeves, but you know, I don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> Keanu. That's he, just because you're not wearing sunglasses. In anyways. person, he moves around so much that the part is a moving target. He's high energy. You need right? to be like a little bit more of a like physically thrashy yeah. presence if yeah. you really want to channel your inner Keanu. If you really want to cultivate your Keanu, which I know you do. Yeah. And I, by the way, endorse. I should throw my arms around more. I would, but it would make too much noise in here. He 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 does a lot of gesticulating. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, God, he's just the coolest. Everything about him is cool. Should we just make the rest of this pod a, just a, an <laughs> extended know. moment of silence for <laughs> Keanu? <laughs> so, <laughs> we're not going to get up and leave. We're going to sit here in silence. Just so cool. <laughs> um, what I was going to say is sunglasses are, are a, yeah. a magazine cover no-no that we... Oh, this is so corny. No. Turn into a yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rachel, I'm sorry. We haven't potted together before. That doesn't usually happen. Sometimes it happens. It doesn't always happen. It mostly happens, but um, forgive me. Black I'm, and white I'm is I'm high off the too. spin drift. The, the, uh, I feel great encouragement from the success of the Keanu Reeves cover because it's black and white, and that, that definitely didn't hold it back. Yeah. Also, the first tie, and I, I don't remember the last time that there was a tie um, first on a GQ cover, but first, first new this GQ, year, first new GQ with a tie. Yeah. So the timeline here is I I don't want to like I don't I think this the insider uh, a little backstory here is actually pretty interesting. But for a couple years we made GQ style. Yep. Um, and uh, uh, a little separate from GQ. Yep. And we full focus. We were fully focused on on those issues at a big a big magazine, and we had a lot of creative freedom. And it felt a little risky, a little adventurous, a little like we were trying things out. It it's a magazine I would say that pretty much does not have a formula. You know, like I think we could say total creative freedom. Yeah, and uh, shout out to the bosses on that one. What's up? Um, and then we. So that has kind of also been informed what GQ is now, right? I mean, it's, yeah. it's a, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, we did a thing, tried it out, it kind of worked, and Super now it's worked. grown into something yeah. that's a pretty different game yeah. in some ways. Yeah, so we spent 2018, 2016, 2017, just focused on GQ style all the time, all yeah. day, every day. 2018... We the the GQ and GQ Styles squads merged, so I was then editing GQ Style and creative director of GQ. Oh, that's right. Noah and Sam and um, uh, Mobilaji were all working on both magazines as well. Um, and now, to the, like January second, two thousand nineteen, it was like truly full merge. Yeah, where it's just all one team working on all content all the time, and I do mean all the time. Yeah. Um, the content never stops. Yeah. And so the the idea has definitely been like, well, we're, we're onto something with GQ style, so let's put a little of that thinking into GQ, but in a different way. Yeah. And then a lot of people have been asking me, like, well, now that you're editor of GQ and everybody's working on everything, what's going to happen to GQ style? And the answer is, uh, well, it was already, it's had its own distinct voice. Yeah. 
and even though we've been like sort of playing with the dials across the board including all the web the web stuff and the social media you may have noticed some changes to our instagram shout yep. out to the big fit of the day one of the great i would social I w- media installments i would award a um corporate lunch today's corporate lunch podcast big fit of the day but yep. it's just boring because it's always <laughs> rachel <laughs> <laughs> we could do True. a runner-up yeah it's perpetually rachel and then we were saying in this episode we were going to ask you to rank all of rachel's fits so far the, they're all a tie at a thousand <laughs> where's the rock jacket um i've really retired it for this season I think. you have yeah you came in day one in a giant triple xl rock jacket <laughs> it's the best thing like I guys know. i'm reporting for duty this is amazing i got it for 20 dollars at a thrift store on cape cod there's rockerware on Cape Cod. Yeah. It's just fantastic. Yeah. Totally unbelievable. I do you think that maybe like Are you a pathological liar? No. no. Amazing. <laughs> you think someone's parents, like like some poor kid's parents, like took the jacket from him and brought it and like donated they were it like, to no him. Like, you cannot wear this <laughs> on the Cape. Yeah. He's like, Mom. He just like came home from school. Take it to like, the Goodwill. He came home from summer break from like Hofstra or somewhere and then they were like, no, It was gone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been put to good use. Um, you said something history. So, all right. So, the um, spring issue of GQ Style is out, and that's the one with uh, the big homie Virgil Abloh on the cover. Um, Shout out, Virge. Will kind of casually dropped that. It's been said that this is the best issue of GQ Style yet. Yeah, I didn't say that. Anyone? I, my name is Will Welch, and I think this is the best yeah. issue of GQ Style yet. But people have said it to me, and I thought it was a hot take. I agree. I. I'm I think I I think I'm of the persuasion that I understand the argument. I don't know if I can co-sign it. The best part of the it could be true though in a way. There's something really dialed about it. Yeah. Like if you're into Virgil then you would be into the Pari Dukovic fashion portfolio that the Virgil cover image came from. Yeah. So what happened is we went to basically we we recognized that what basically what was coming together was probably the most exciting Paris fashion week and menswear history. Yeah. Just in terms of like general cultural caritude. Yeah. Like just the fact that all of a sudden all these people who usually like who grew up arguing about sports and stuff were now are talking about the designers moving from house to house the way, you know, people talk about NFL coaches totally. or something. Or and, political candidates. Or political <laughs> candidates. Totally. And so it was like, man, what, and then we have this longstanding relationship with Pari, who is a ma- magician of a reportage-style photographer, meaning you can send Pari into a scrum of photographers, and while everybody else gets the second to the you know the B sides of Getty images, he comes out with like fine art. We should start next time we do this. We should have a, a film, a, like a videographer following Pari. Doing what he does because yeah. you almost want to see like it's hard to believe oh, like the like, I was, kind of like hustle like the actual physical legwork going on. I was on physically there. standing next to him in, in sort of a bodyguard stance when he took that Travis Scott portrait, yeah, which wow. is among the best pictures of Travis Scott ever taken, yeah. and he did it while like catching elbows to the nose <laughs> while Travis Scott was sitting front row at a fashion show, basically yeah. giving off a "Don't take my photo" yeah, vibe, yeah. which is hilarious because the front row of the fashion show you sit there to That's get your the photo point. taken. That's the point. Yeah, that was the portrait that that version was like geeking out over on Instagram too. Absolutely, yeah. And the Lady Gaga portrait from the Celine show. So anyway, we sent Pari to the Hedy's debut at Celine, yeah. Virgil's debut at Louis Vuitton, and Kim Jones' debut at 
Dior. And part of the thinking is what's cool about magazines is they're like, I've written about this before, but they're like semi-permanent. Yeah. You know, they yeah. sit on newsstands and then they disappear forever. But part of the vision for GQ style from the beginning, and it's why we spend a shitload of money on the paper quality and all that kind of stuff is that hopefully this is going to be something that you want to keep on your shelves yeah. and you have them all and you get great satisfaction knowing that they're there. And so with this portfolio, we're like, we saw a historic fashion moment happening and wanted to be there to like um, record it. Yeah. So that's what we did. So the Virgil cover image also, which I don't know, you could, uh, most photographers could get four hours in a photo studio with Virgil and not get that compelling of a portrait. Pari got that like on the fly as well. And so that became the cover. It's followed by this, um, I guess it's actually in the pacing of the magazine, preceded by the portfolio from those three shows, Celine Dior and Louis Vuitton. And then I just think it was kind of accidental, but there's something like if you're interested in menswear in a hardcore way, if you're interested in um, the actual texture of what is like paradigm shifting about the way Virgil does his work, which is what the oral history piece is about. Yeah. I feel like you either know, would like to know or want to be clued in on who somebody like Jason Dill is. Yeah. Uh, which is Noah's great profile of the guy, the, the pro skater who founded Fucking Awesome and is also like one of the mainstays of Supreme. And it also like totally has a place in, you know, like it, it in conversation with that portfolio, right? Like if you want to just look at what's happening in, during Fashion Week on the runway, there's also like that is in relation to what the hottest skate and streetwear brands on earth are doing. Yeah. You know, like totally. what fucking awesome is doing has a, you know, I mean, they, you know, Dill had a huge installation at Dover Street yeah. uh, in LA and elsewhere. I think there's one in Japan now for that brand. And, and, you know, uh, so it. And maybe the, there's an interesting thing too with like everybody's saying that like you could say, you could argue something like nobody ever knew that what fucking awesome the history of fucking awesome what they've done would end up influencing the runways of louis vuitton but then secretly maybe it actually already was through kim jones when he was at louis vuitton yeah and now he's at dior yeah. you know so there's yeah. like this real connection between the paris runway and the the mean streets yeah i mean i also just think it's really dope that there's a fashion designer on the cover of a magazine yeah yeah like that's really crazy that's like something that would happen in like an 80s movie about how popular fashion is yeah. <laughs> um, and it just says a lot about like where fashion is right now like yeah. in the popular culture because usually like you know like virgil might be on the cover of a magazine but it would be like system or like yeah. o32c and the fact that there's like a conde nast magazine with a fashion designer on the cover is like really cool yeah shout out to fashion yeah yeah it's really out here uh and then and then <laughs> tom Sachs, who is a you know a, a visual artist uh who's done a bunch of really important stuff over the last i don't know 20 years 15 Something maybe like more like 15 yeah uh but he also sort of got like um became this beloved avuncular figure to the like virgils of the world so there's a connection there too yeah. like tom Sachs stands completely on its own regardless of whether or not he and frank ocean have collaborated right like his work belong he belongs in gq style anyway but also he and frank ocean have collaborated yeah he and virgil have, have collaborated so it was like it started out as a very unintentional series of ideas and then started to take shape in a way that made some kind of sense and that we maybe like 
encouraged. We fanned the flames. We encouraged it a little bit. Um, anyway, but is it the best issue ever? Ever? Uh, I don't. I don't, don't want to answer that question. Yeah. Okay. Not in. Not in this company. I mean, I'll, I'll submit that it's it. It will go down. I think as like one of the best, you know, sort of like historical texts in terms of like capturing this moment in fashion that we've been talking about, right? Where like the street and the and, and the runway like yeah. really fully like finally merge into one. Yeah. Um, I mean like the Pari portfolio was shot like literally at that moment on yeah. the ground while these three like iconoclastic designers were doing their thing and like the last spread of the, the, of the last spread of the whole magazine is the Kanye Virgil hug. Yeah. And it's from an angle that no one's seen. The cry heard around the world. The cry heard around on fashion internet blogs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway dudes cried all right it hey, was cool man. um there were tears blood sweat and tears not and not just my own uh, uh so gq style is amazing yeah what else is on the agenda so oh man oh stam are you gonna get is there gonna be a little ig stories sticker moment with gq style there sure will be yeah okay so keep your eyes peeled to the I'm still GQ waiting style on the new we're we gonna new have a new, to a, new theme, new a new themed sticker yeah we new sure are stickers. all right speaking of which we might we might foreshadow that theme oh. in this episode somewhere <laughs> so keep your eyes so we're gonna keep, it, <laughs> we're keep, gonna, keep, it keep your keep your eyes on the end of this episode we're gonna transition <laughs> seamlessly into uh we have to ask Will so many questions about John's and what he's been dressing like a boss. <laughs> Will doesn't want this whole episode Shit. to be about him, but how can it not be? Hot seat. What? Um, <laughs> all right. First of all, if it were me and I got a promotion, yeah, which I did. Which actually, you did. <laughs> um, <laughs> it Noah, was pretty Noah, sick. Noah is is the style editor of all things GQ. That's new. Which is a illustrious title. It is, yeah. With, with deep, rich pedigree. Proud of because it. Because I used to have it. Proud of it. <laughs> um, I, I wear it proudly. Yeah, a lot of people ask about titles, and I always kind of shrug it off. Not not because I was ever- it's a good uh, move. Ever um, shy or embarrassed by a title I've ever had. I just hate, I didn't want it. Well, I'm senior editor at GQ. It just didn't, yeah. I, I don't know what that kind of conveys to people, and I just didn't want it. But like style editor at GQ, I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> definitely. definitely uh, You've been flexing it a little more? That. It just sounds cool. Uh, whether or not it's cool remains to be seen. It's only been a few months. So far, it's pretty good. I didn't buy any. <laughs> I didn't really. You should just take it from here. Inner, inner monologue. I didn't soliloquy. really. Soliloquy. The soliloquy this episode. This is how it goes. When it's just Rachel and anyway, Sam in the room. No, no, I'm talking. Can you hear him talking? <laughs> what I'm trying to say is I didn't uh, make any big new John's acquisitions after that. What is that about? Talk about disappointing. Wow. I might have. <laughs> well because the point is nothing not too much changed for me like on the ground but for you uh, quite a bit changed you went from a, a two, two gals a year kind of guy to two gals a week kind of guy yeah it's true i've been galled up in the spring season this spring season was there an emergency like call the sid Mashburn, or, or uh justin o'shea of triple s or any of the homies on on some like the wardrobe is is lacking something and i need to fill these holes or there was not there was no um panicked moves but uh for the last i don't know for the last few years i've had a steady pretty consistently just adding to the suit wardrobe yeah. arsenal situation where do you get your suits um sid mashburn and uh triple s world core um from justin today's included um and then i have some suit some 
I've talked about them on the corporate lunch a lot, but some matching suit-like things from Evan Canori. Sam, do you want to describe what Will is wearing right now? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got a black pinstripe, single lapel, peak lapel, single, double button, single button, I can't tell. Looks like two, uh, which are covered fabric. What is that really called? Nice. Covered buttons? Covered buttons. I yeah. call them the covered fabric. buttons. Um, another word for and it. I can't see Will's shoes, but I'm going to guess that they're black Playboys. Black suede. There we go. Crepe sole. Lowe's. Lowe's, though. Sanders. Lowe's. Sanders yeah. or George Cox? These are Sanders. Sanders. Yeah. We can take and any with, stabs with at a, the underpinnings? With a black tee, as per the usual. Can you tell whose cotton this is? I don't know. I wish I could. It's, bla- it's, you're it's close to home you're, for you. You're backlit. Uh, is it? Our legacy. Oh, wow. nice one. Our legacy makes really good yeah, jerseys. Yeah. Uh, with a little bit of my uh, baby cousin's puke on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, good. I got a lot of puke on my clothes. Okay, so the the kind of the kind of wardrobe conundrums that are new to me is when my um, my baby cousin, who you know, is still breastfeeding, he's a very little guy. Yeah, comes and visits. I've never before had to worry that if he pukes on my shirt. I'm going to have puke on my shirt at the gala tonight. <laughs> this is all very new. Oh, that's awesome. Mordecai yeah. always talks about uh, Mordecai, who he and I have a child the same age. He was obsessed with having baby puke on his clothes. like Just into it. As yeah, a, yeah, like because Mordecai, he, <laughs> like, Mordecai. He, he designed shirts that have mustard stains yeah. embroidered on them. So he yeah. loves the real life gunk uh, that clothes can accumulate and i think to him like a young cool dad with puke on the shoulder of his shirt is like the coolest thing and he was wow. like dying for it to happen I'm sorry that's so gross i hope <laughs> i hope he got it it's funny because sure it's happening baby puke is really not that that gross while uh early on but that's for you know it's easy for me to say it's definitely probably gonna be gross for you but uh, babies puke a lot. Yeah, we could do a whole episode on baby puke. The baby puke episode? <laughs> Maybe later. <laughs> Before my inner mom. A banger. Starts a, ba- again. a certified banger. What I really want to know is, have the bodega fits changed? Um, no. I mean, the thing is... <laughs> Nothing's changed. Yeah, I was like something. Everything's changed, but nothing's changed. I mean, I was going to the bodega pretty damn fitted before I got a new title. Yeah. I mean... Let's be real. Go to the bodega <laughs> for the job you want. That's right. Not for the job that <laughs> you have. That's what we're about. Um, you know? So anyway, like I I had a bunch of suits. I had there hasn't been like a speed acquisition yeah. situation. Yeah. Um, but I do have a few more. I'll tell you what the most exciting acquisition because you know, I get stressed out about this the segments like this because i'm like i don't have anything new to say i've talked about sid mashburn triple s world court triple s world court yeah just uh uh evan canori like ad nauseum i've written about it i did an editor's letter about it because i just don't have that much content within me uh-huh. <laughs> i don't that's limited it's so yeah. it's totally so you gotta limited. hire people like me and our, sam and rachel exactly our listeners are also just wandering into their closets right now like opening them and there's just racks of sid mashburn triple s world court <laughs> and, oh, and they're dude. like Shout out, <laughs> shout out to them if that's true. But so last, you'll have to help me out with the timing. I don't know. Mm. Early 2000, January of 2018. Yeah. I was in Paris for the shows, went and saw Evan Canori. Yeah. To see his collection. Met Yan Yan Van Esch. Oh, yeah. Who Noah wrote about in a, it was kind of like a, through the lens of Atelier Solar Shop, which is their store in Antwerp. Uh, but Yan Yan Van Esch is the co owner of that store and has his own clothing line. So met those guys, went through the collection, and then made a personal order, which means, you know, you, you, 
you're asking for stuff that is going to be delivered a year later. Right. They add it to their production. Yeah. And so that stuff arrived. So I bought, I you know, I quote unquote bought it. I mean, no quotes. I bought it a year ago. Yeah. And it just happened. Yeah. And it's advanced. It's highly advanced. Yeah. It is, um, there's, there's like a, shit, what do you call that thing? Tunic? There's a tunic. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, with matching pants and then a matching jacket and then, like, a really amazing shirt. And um, I haven't broken it out yet, oh, but I can't man. wait. It's like a whole new... Everything is, like, black. It's me it. of the ancient future past. Yeah, it is like it's a post-apocalyptic hippie sort of... It's some sort of, like... Like, this, these clothes were shape. either made... These clothes were either just standard issue or, uh, around the time of the pyramids. Yeah. Or... <laughs> They're from the year 3,130. I can't really tell. Uh, so that feels like um, a, a newsier acquisition than my sixth Triple S World Course yeah. suit or like another Sid Mashburn getup. Which, by the way, I've never been more excited about those things. They're they're just boring to talk about because we've been there. It me. Everybody still wants to hear it. I promise you that. One of the funny things about working at GQ is people have a certain oh, like Sakai Nikes. Sorry. You cops? Yeah. yeah, I got the Sakai Nikes. The running, what I don't know. There's the a run. blazer and a runner, right? Yeah. A v- retro runner. You got the retro, retro runner. Retro runner. There's two of everything. There's two pair right. of laces. Right. There's two tongues. There's two swooshes. It's two sneakers, completely crashed together, or like if one grew inside the other or something. Yeah, and then yeah. they give you one of each one of those for each foot. <laughs> so that's like four, four sneakers. Yeah. yeah. You gotta give They're us like the, the mirror image of each other, the left and the right. It's incredible. Uh, Sakai's amazing, and it, that's such a badass way to make big sneakers, just like to combine two regular sneakers. The other thing I, I want to say in an anticipatory fashion is I have never put effort into acquiring a pair of sneakers. Yeah. But I will be damned if I'm not going to get a pair of those cactus plant flea market Nikes. Oh, yeah. What's yeah. up with I those? Will be, if I have to go camp out in front of the Supreme <laughs> store <laughs> for somebody to give me those Nikes, There's you will find a... me in the fuckboy lineup. All right. Frank was wearing them uh, on Instagram the other That's day. That's official. Somebody's got to save a spot so. for Will in the lineup. Size 14. Uh, save a place for him in your tent. That's uh, true. I'll bring snacks. Yeah, he'll bring good I'll bring snacks. Gorp. Organic. That's good old raisin and peanuts. <laughs> Organic, absolutely. As Noah would say, help me out here, Sam. You know where I'm going? Artisanal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I only do fuck with artisanal snacks, to be honest. Except Snickers. That's not artisanal, is it? I love no. Snickers. What's the deal with the Cactus Plant sneakers? Are they getting a general oh my release? God. I mean, I've seen them. The fat lace thing is going to be a thing. Yeah. Are they going to get... Do we know the distribution schedule on these? Nope, everybody's looking at me like crazy. Oh, how could I forget? I have, I have ungod, I I have ungodly amounts of online ceramics. Yeah, right. You maybe have the. I need a storage unit. The biggest collection. Yeah. Have you been to their Dover Street? I uh, haven't yet. Thing yet? It's in New York, right? It is. Not L.A. Yeah. 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 There's a door like to a little troll house in there. Yeah. Those guys, man. Apparently, it's all it's all gone. Sold out in the first weekend. All the clothes sold out. Yeah. I was like, are they just going to leave the twigs up for like a month? (laughs) (laughs) What happens if your month-long residency is just wiped? Yeah, it's not like those guys can like, you know, it takes a little while to make that stuff. Yeah. Shout out to Alex and Elijah. Wow. Family of the pod. Good for them. I love hearing when that happens. Another friend of the pod, uh, he'd probably hate me saying this, but Evan Canori, his stuff flies off the shelves at Dover Street too. I know why. If you're not sure why, ask me. Yeah. It's true. Anyone who's like uncertain looking at that stuff online and doesn't feel... Moved should go try it on. 
Rachel, I'm looking at you. Get it looks on your on, body. Looks good on women. Um, from online ceramics to Coachella. <laughs> the trend no one saw coming. Yeah, this is a good point. There was a tweet this week that said, the Coachella trend no one saw coming, dot, dot, dot. And like fill in the blank with anything. The last thing in the world you think it's going to be is tie-dye. Yeah. What? Like I, I really had to wrap my head around because we always have to kind of like gut check these things and like step back and like ask a square friend or something like, where are we in relation to yeah. like, where are we personally in relation to everyone else style wise? Where are we in terms of what we're we're making in our on our various platforms? It's where like are when we... you try to make a John joke among like civilian friends, <laughs> exactly. and they're like, what? Yeah, yeah. John who? Yeah. Mayor. <laughs> <Well, like>, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now do you get it? <laughs> Just keeps going deeper. Um, but there, uh, the tie dye thing I couldn't wrap my head around. But then I just don't know. I mean, who's Sam's going to Coachella, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh thank God. He's got a brimmed hat. I'm, I'm DJing. So like one of the or like in the morning. It's, it's a know, working my way up. But D- Sam is DJing the uh, Will Supreme tent. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> but like, all the Coachella style trends must now be the same as. Like, are there Coachella-specific style trends? Well, the issue I had with the Coachella-specific style trends were that they're literally the things that we're like, yeah, we have this figured out. Like, no one else knows about cowboy boots and bucket hats yet. But yeah. that's what it was. It was cowboy boots, bucket hats, and tie-dye. We might as well just tear up the June issue now <laughs> and start over. <laughs> I feel like it, like, really threw off my, like, equilibrium. We need to construct, like, a new matrix for, like, you know, influencers and and basics and like high and low but it's all just mush it's all i guess one this, thing. Is, this, yeah. this is proof that it's, it's all like, just mush you know, together virgil's got tie-dye leather uh track shorts or you know running shorts and then new vuitton collection that are like incredible and then there's online ceramics and then there's like what what is like e-news talking about at coachella like something from uh forever 21 yeah well they're but like no one pays more attention to high fashion than forever 21 yeah, they're right. like more on it than us. Like we could all go work there. Maybe we should all go work there. <laughs> right. And I mean, it, like when Hermes, when Hermes is doing like a massive tie dye Birkin oh, bag for men, though. Right. Uh, you know, that's we always talk about how trends like start at the top and then like eventually sort of trickle down to the masses. But this is like it actually happens, which is why it's weird that E News was like or whoever it was on Twitter was like surprised by this. So one of these things also where it's just like some poor like like <laughs> bottom of the like masthead social media person was like trying to figure out how to tweet about yeah. tie-dye <laughs> <laughs> just like came up with this language but, but, and now i'm like taking it apart like assign- what do you mean you didn't see it coming <laughs> everyone saw it coming you idiot the assignment started with some social media person going ew yeah. <laughs> hey can i tell a festival tie-dye story uh, uh, please. please it was 2000 Go- walk with me yeah, i'm here it was 2004 at bonnaroo Amazing. I was staying on a friend who was in the music business's tour bus. Can I just ask who like who were headliners in 2004? Uh, there was definitely like Radiohead or f- yeah, maybe yeah, it could have been Radiohead, but there was definitely like three sets of fish on oh, okay. th- on Friday night and three sets on Is that Sunday what you were there or, for? or something. I was just there. There, all of it. Um, so I was staying on a friend. You know, a friend had a they had rented a tour bus. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not touring musicians they're music industry people they had a tour bus and I had a bunk on the tour bus and I was on the bus it was maybe um oh I know it was like Saturday evening and this dude on rolled onto the bus and he was like um 
do you want this pill of speed? <laughs> and I, I, I don't know if it was like, I think it was maybe like pharma. Were those the words, pill of speed? <laughs> or, I don't know. He was like, do you want this? Yeah. And I was like, you know, what is it? And then, um, so anyway, sh- short answer is, next thing you know, everybody else in, at all of Bonnaroo is asleep, <laughs> except for me. And I'm up outside of the bus tie-dyeing because i had i had stopped at um you know like walmart or something and bought blanks and a tie-dye kit and all that stuff and i was tie-dyeing and then i was like trying to figure out how to um dry all of this tie-dye overnight and so i just draped everything all over the bus wow. so like on the rear view mirrors yeah. and like in the, and so <laughs> everybody woke up from their slumber the night before and the like there was just you know there were like 30 shirts and 12 pairs of socks and like some <laughs> tank tops like wet like probably dripping writ dye did you um, around the bus were these your personal clothes or did you bring down like a bunch of packs of hanes or was it like white coachella merch that you were tie dyeing or no it was yeah the packs of blanks that i bought from mm-hmm. walmart along with the dye in, in like murfreesboro or wherever on the way out there um because I was like, you know, I should tie dye for everybody, but then I was like, give, like, do you want? Oh, you're a medium here. It's wet, and it's like Sunday, and everybody has to go to the airport and fly, home, fly, home, fly home. But the um the I just want to see that bus like dressed like it was going to Coachella, mm-hmm. just a bus covered in tie dye shirts. That the bus, bus was you didn't see coming. Yeah. That bus was dressed like it was at Bonnaroo in 2004. Um, but the other the what's funny about this is um. Prada recently had a video on Instagram, like a social video oh, yeah. of their tie dyeing process yeah. for these new, really beautiful sweaters. Yeah. And um, it's all done. It's really dramatic. And there's incredible like car wash style scenes of like sudsy water, like splashing up against glass. And there's a there's a disembodied figure in a lab coat with gloves on and yeah. everything's being done in these like um Bi- biology class beakers yeah. and, and like it's all like precision yeah. like really Science. high fashion but when you look at what they're doing step by step yeah. it's exactly the same as tie-dying yeah. on your roof <laughs> like they, literally like it's, ex- dye. it's the exact it's like um yeah that's the ash water <laughs> you know that makes the hold the dye anyway shout out to prada they're doing it right a lot of people are going to want to say things like tie-dye is over tie-dye is dead I'm not. I'm not having it. It's all about chaga dye. Oh. Chaga dye. I do like ta- chaga dye. That's the headiest thing yeah. ever said I do on like chaga dye. There's some brand the that. O- there's some brand that only dyes yeah. their shit with mushrooms. Older brother, I think. I also yeah, like mud called. dye. Yeah. No, you must be able to relate to this from all the like um, crossover skate. Yeah. Stuff that's been happening in fashion and pop culture and media and everything, but I don't know about you, but I'm just like, you know. It's really tempting to get annoyed when something that you think of as like foundational to your personal brand slash your actual life just becomes like, you know, the Coachella trend of the season that nobody saw coming. Totally. I have just been like, you know what? I'm going to embrace it wholeheartedly. Yeah. And uh, we'll still be here when everybody else moves on. Exactly. You just keep riding. Yeah. Because... But I don't know. Do you go? Do you go to negative town over like the wax skate shit that you see? No, I don't. Because yeah. that would be the the whole thing is just to remain above or to the side or or uh, not to be implicated in the like the waveness of it. Yeah. 
So just don't get caught up. Yeah, and that includes you. If, if it's your shit, it remains your shit when it's everyone else's shit too. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and the thing about that, you know, there's like the subtleties of it, but especially with like skate, you'll see certain things become popular that just aren't cool to to skate or you know, like people will get it wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who don't have any authentic relationship to it. And uh, you just keep riding with the confidence that you're not that you're not doing it wrong. People will roll up to me with a vintage Grateful Dead die on, yeah. and they'll be looking at me like, "You gonna say something?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. I'm just like, "You got it." There's many, many ways to get that wrong, and you found all of them. Like that's and just no, like- I'm not gonna say anything. You know, they just have that little twinkle in their eye. Oh, like, well, I, yeah. you see what I'm doing here? Like, yeah, yeah motherfucker, it's like a tie-dyed. It's the loudest shirt you know I've ever seen. Like I that, see you it. got that on Etsy, and it was made like a month ago. <laughs> or it was like actually official merch, but it's just wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, it's like when Sam sees somebody walking around with a squash racket, like fronting, like they're into squash, but you know they really just started playing last week. He's like, let me see your backhand stroke. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not real. I'm very tolerant of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Sam did Rachel, not. <laughs> Rachel, what's your tie-dye skater squash? Oh, um, I don't know that I have one. Oh, come on. Did you feel like you've always been like eclectic and maximal, and then that became cool to be eclectic and maximal? Yeah, you but, feel like that's your lane? Angel's tie-dye hoodie today says retired and loving it. This is literally at her corporate job. <laughs> you got a few years to go, I'm sorry to say. Um, I don't know. I mean... Easy to say when the health insurance still kicks in. Right. <laughs> I mean, I guess the thing is, like, if you're into cool stuff, people are so, like, we have a pretty, like, plunder hungry culture right yeah. now so yeah. like anything you like that's cool is gonna become cool at a mass level like right. for a long time like in 2014 and 15 i used to put a pink wallpaper on all of my instagram so mm-hmm. it would just be like an image on a pink wallpaper and then gucci put out a lookbook that was exactly that and all these people were like, this is really horrible. Like, they've stolen from the profit pizza. And I was like, this is, <laughs> like, this is dope this to me. Like, tight. that's great. Yeah. I mean, ideally, if you're into like. I wonder if you got screenshotted. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> ideally, if like you're into something really cool, even if it becomes mass, there's enough cool stuff still happening, you know, that you can just be into that stuff and be excited about that, you know? And it's like if the thing that you're into that becomes mass is legitimately cool, then does it it being mass probably shouldn't make it no longer cool. Yeah. If it actually has some substance right. to it. This is like, uh, I, it reminds me of my conversation with Toby Feltwell from CavEmp about the relationship between cool and popular. Yeah. Which is a whole big discussion, but it's kind also of- Also in the current issue of GQ yeah. Style. Plug, plug. Uh, really proud of that. And there's a, a, a proud and just like had a really interesting conversation with that dude who's an incredibly fascinating person. Um, this is what's fun about what we get to do is that the best work itself comes out of also the most interesting conversation on a personal level. Definitely. You're like, I made a dope thing because I had a legitimately exciting, yeah. stimulating conversation. And the, you know, the wheel goes around. Yeah. It wasn't uh Check out Noah's Cav Imped piece. It's what, like six hundred and fifty words? Yeah. The the interview online is long. 
Oh, or online. We're in the Q&A yeah, yeah. online. True. Online. But you should yeah. read it in, in uh, GQ style. The, the short and sweet profile of Cavamp is different than the Q&A that's online. Um, what the heck was I going to say? Oh, the, the thing to do is just to constantly remind people of like that you're way cooler than they are. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you're a poser. Whatever. I can skate. Like, <laughs> you suck. Take that shirt off. <laughs> should we do some vibes? Does anyone have any last... Um, Rights. Rights. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. It's good to be home, guys. It's good to be home. Oh, man. My other thought is don't make me go first on vibes. Because I already gave away my one vibe, Yan Yan Vanish. You'll think of something else. We can also just bounce around. My machine's dead. Sam, play the vibes effects. Who's going to go first? I can go first. Sam, kick it off. Wow. All right. First vibe. Yeah. Chacos. So you talk about chaga mushrooms. I'm talking about chaga. Dye? I'm talking about the sandal version of chaga of chaga mushrooms, which is chacos. Um, <laughs> I, I I'll admit that I was a I've a long time long time cha, uh, chaco skeptic because I went to school in the northeast. I thought you always wore them. No, I've worn them for like three years or so, four years maybe. But before that, I was like I went to school with a lot of people who were like ultra con- crunchy granola chaco wears and you know like in the summer you like take your chacos off and your feet are like dirty but there's like really like pale sort of like white you know like strap oh, lines you on your lines i know on your feet and they're like I'm, that's like i found that a little gross i know um, it's july 4th when my wife has a chaco tan yeah yeah i actually set my my calendar to it yeah. <laughs> yeah. and and sort of paradoxically since moving to new york um i've gotten really into chocks um, in the city, chocks in the city, yeah, chocks in the city. You gotta, you gotta wow. get the pair. You gotta get the pairs without the toe loop, so that you can wear socks with them. Yeah, because oh, I never that about the it protects the it protects the feet from the the city grime. I think of my, I think of the toe loop as like foundational to the chalk. Interesting. I have, I have one of each. You could wear ah. tabby so. socks. You can wear, t- yeah, that's true. Wow. You can get the Margella tabby socks uh, and wear them with the chacos. I find that they're, I always, uh, I went to school in Boulder and I, so I saw a lot of them there and I was appalled by them. But having experienced them recently, they're they're very satisfyingly sturdy. Like they're really heavy. Mm-hmm. And unlike, and unlike, they feel really good on your foot. Yeah. That's, they'll really anchor you in a river. Yeah. Like yeah. if you're fording yeah. a river. Yeah. yeah. That's part of the idea. I mean, they're like, they're oh, like the triple stack. That. They're like the triple stack sole loafer. Oh, let's sandals. do a whitewater rafting trip. Right? Corporate lunch Cor- retreat. Corporate, ra- <laughs> corporate rafting. Yeah. Chacos for everyone. And uh, for, for the, the Grateful Dead fans in the room, there are Grateful Dead uh, Chacos. Yeah. Dancing bear so. Chacos. It's true. Which way are the vibe's going? To me? Yes, please. All right, we've entered the time of year. Uh, the next vibe is mine, and it's ice cortados. Which I'm just polishing one off right now. <laughs> Apologize uh, if the ice is noisy. But there's a small time of year between hot coffee season and iced coffee season where the ice cortado is the perfect drink because it's you know, a milky drink, so you don't want it when it's hot. Ah, it's like a spring. It's like a, it's like the spring coffee. Coolish drink. spring day. Yeah, because the milk isn't off-putting. Yeah, you know, it's not. You don't need something so refreshing. Like it's not right. quite hot or muggy outside yet. But you do want like a cool, you know, a chilled-out beverage, uh, and you need a little energy, a little get get up and go. Ice cortado. Yeah. So Shout is that Campbell. glass like half full when yeah, you get so ice when, Well, the real no like, one's holding a twelve ounce. Yeah, cup. so and it comes in at about half full, and that's Got with it. ice in it. But like really nice coffee shops will have eight ounce plastic cups, yeah. or even six ounce plastic cups, like so a small plastic cup. Two two shots in there, two shots I of think espresso. So, yeah, 
What's and then you need no lid, no straw. You just, you know, you right. sip it, open air. You know, it's a very... You're at a barbecue all the time. Yeah, all the time. Sip and stroll. Yeah. <laughs> What's the Q stand for? I have no idea. Quoa Johnson. Q and not. I guess that's <laughs> their short... That's Joe's shorthand for Cortado, Q, which doesn't start with a Q at all. Quartado. Rachel, what's your coffee order? I just get iced coffee. Shout out to Rachel. Same. Milk? Doesn't look like milk. A little milk. A little touch of milk. Yeah. yeah. Is it my vibe? Turn? Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my first vibe is Ashley Williams, who made my retired and Dope loving one. it sweatshirt. Really good. Um, so she's like one of the only, she and Erin McGee, who's a designer at Supreme, are kind of the only female streetwear designers who do like streetwear for women. And Ashley Williams is actually dating Lev from Palace. So they're a wow. streetwear yeah. power no, couple. Streetwear power Hot couple. goss. Um, and she's done like... Is she, she British? She's British. Yep. And she does collaborations with like Gimme 5, but then she'll also collaborate with like Jimmy Choo. Sweet. So she's like she's the She's got perfect. high fashion cred. Yeah. Right? She does runway shows. Yeah. And- yeah. Um, and it's very like relaxed and bizarre and loud. Ashley Williams? Yeah. Amazing. I learned something. From your vibe. I should get a piece from Ashley Williams. You should. Would the extra large fit me? It would, yeah. Big fit style? Mm-hmm. Okay. Will, you're going to have to do a vibe. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> um, I'm a little torn about this vibe. Okay. Those are the best ones. So, it's not a... I'm, I'm torn about it for a lot of reasons. One, it's a podcast. Uh, no, I said like the vibe is a podcast. Yeah, no, I said oh. no, I said yeah. <laughs> I, I thought you like, meant like Damn. this is a podcast. And I was like, yeah, yeah. well, we're, we're doing a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Keep talking, dude. Keep talking. Um, so uh, I'm actually blanking on the name of it, but it's Malcolm Gladwell with Rick Rubin. And so wow. my vibe, my vibe, it's a music podcast hosted by Malcolm Gladwell with his. Gladwell really hosts it, and then Ruben is the is like his number two on it, and then they have guests. This is the Broken Record podcast. The broken, thank you, Broken Record. But Rick Ruben is just like a epic dude. Yeah. Um, and his presence on that pod is, uh, I've just been, I've actually been uh, experimenting with podcasting in, in the gym in the morning. Mm-hmm. So instead of music, I get exhausted with music and the playlist and keeping up with the playlist and yeah. I'm sick of the one that I've been oh, yeah. working out to for the last three weeks, but I don't have the, the aptitude to make a new one in time. And so I've been doing some working out to podcasts and Rick man is just like a, a centering presence in the morning. Yeah. And, um, the Gladwell of it all I'm cool with, but it's really about the, the double R. The pod for the workout is interesting because you're not going to get like, uh, you know, like uh, pumped up. Yeah, yeah, like some real, I'm trying yeah. to get like some real like no, getting pumped up. Because sometimes if you're like, you know, you're on the treadmill or something and you got music on, you're like, oh, if I just speed it up, I can run to the tempo of this song yeah. and that'll make me run faster yeah. for four and a half minutes. Exactly. And that's a win. It's really hard when it's just like Rick Rubin talking about Tom Petty's <laughs> wildflowers. <laughs> like, how do I run fast to this? Well, but it has the other benefit, which is like if it's interesting, you can get lost in it and then yeah. you stop looking at the clock. Okay, so that's that's an interesting psychological part of this because, you know, most, um, depending on what kind of music you're running to, of course, or working out to or whatever, but you kind of know, like, okay, three and a half minutes just passed. And that might either be helpful information or, in my case, right. devastating. Like, de- completely. <laughs> soul destroying and devastating yeah um so anyway moving moving and sh- moving and shaking to the to the double r 
I would recommend it. I've also, needless to say, been been uh, exercising to the Ram Dass podcast. Needless but, to wow. say. Everybody already knew that. <laughs> yeah. Sam vibe. Um, my vibe is Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh! <laughs> you recently spent wow. some, you were on a date with her of sorts yeah. recently, weren't yeah. you? So um, on Monday I went down to, uh, I took the, Close took the Amtrak friend down the to pod. D.C. Um, and I visited the Supreme Court where they were hearing a uh, case called Iansu v. Brunetti. The basic problem of this case is the government thinks that they should be able to regulate um, scandalous trademarks and deny um, trademarks that, that they think are offensive to a significant amount of the general public and fucked the sort of like OG 90s uh, skate brand, streeter brand, F-U-C-T, um, which was started by a guy named Eric Brunetti, um, has argued and, 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 and appealed its way up to the Supreme Court by arguing that their trademark, that, that when the government denies their trademark, it's an infringement of Brunetti's free speech rights. Um, so this case, through this a series of bizarre like legal precedents, ended up being taken up at the Supreme Court. And um, the justices sort of, I wrote about this on GQ.com where, you know, so the whole thing is sort of laid out. But of all the justices, Ruth Bader Ginsburg seemed to like actually understand what the brand was all about and who it was for and um, had the most sort of like coherent line of questioning in regards to like what streetwear actually was and like why it probably, why like fucked didn't actually offend most people because she understood that it wasn't like that most people weren't who would consider that offensive were not buying the brand, were not seeing the brand, and um, probably didn't care anyway. It was an absolutely fascinating part of that piece, and also just an insane in- insight to the notorious RBG. The notorious, yeah. Because, I mean, it's kind of exactly what you just said. But she was like, you. She was like, the court or or the argument is sort of hinges on the idea that we're prote- protecting the mainstream public. But if I understand this brand correctly, which she, of course, did because she had done her homework, this is not they're not targeting the mainstream. And in fact, they're speaking to an audience who uh, to whom this is not going to be offensive. So, like, what are we really fighting about here? Yeah. She said, she said, if you if you if we polled, you know, a, a, a group of 20 year olds, they would not think that the F word was offensive. This is the kind of content that just makes me excited to get up and go to work in the morning. Sam's now made full time yeah. by reporter. you guys <laughs> and um, Eric Brunetti and the fuck team is they're they're gonna send RBG a uh, a full fucked uh, sweatsuit. She's getting a kit, hoodie, <laughs> sweatpants. Yeah, she works out a lot. Speaking, yeah. of, she yeah. probably listens yeah. to podcasts when she works out. I was just gonna say, like, if you need to know what um, which socks to buy, go somewhere else because at GQ we have Sam Hine reporting on fashion <laughs> from the from the United States Supreme Court. But guess what? We also will tell you which socks to buy. Yeah. Nike dry fit. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> strong, strong, strong agree. Obsessed with Nike, regular Nike dry fit socks. Uh, it's my turn to drop a vibe. I'm going to try to be quick because our not so fast lightning round is going extra not so fast today. It's my fault. Um, the vibe is uh, a new, extremely emerging brand called Eden Power Corp. Eden is the homie Isaac LaRose's new project. And uh, Isaac is a, uh, a actually a French Canadian hat maker. And he's kind of a hippy dippy guy who grew up in some sort of like hippie colony and uh, has always been into that stuff. And he's also obsessed with the film and book, probably the book more, Dune. Yep. Um, and I don't know. Anyway, he's sort of channeling all of his new creative energy and his passions for things like natural wine and, and like uh, gorilla farming and um, geodomes and I really, like, God knows what else into. 
uh, a brand and sort of uh, environmental activism project called Eden. That's just kind of getting. What does off. the brand create? Hats? It, no, it'll be like apparel. Oh, cool! So the the homie, I love it when the homie expands. Yeah, there. Him and uh, Florence, his his uh, lovely partner, and she's a fashion designer, pretty talented young fashion designer, are developing like weird like work suits and one pieces and like cool. work pants and jackets and really nice graphic tees um hats they're doing things like um 3d printed carabiners and like satchels for holding water bottles and then eden e-d-e-n yeah. like garden of yeah makes sense that's that eden power corp it they're they're very into like solar energy and like the aesthetic of it has kind of like a corporate energy vibe and so it's launching at union yeah, he has a launch week. coming up. I don't. It hasn't really been announced, so we can just keep that between us and all the corporate launch listeners. Yeah. But it'll don't launch it. It'll launch in LA. It'll launch in Montreal. It'll launch in Japan. Okay, my next vibe is La Laine. So La Laine is a French uh, design duo, and Cloud La Laine, who's the female partner of this duo, amazing name, died. Uh, I think earlier this week or last week, but when I was like growing up, if you like moi read <laughs> Architectural Digest and World of Interiors on the regular. Shout out to <laughs> young Rachel. <laughs> you may have noticed that everyone- Is young Rachel looking for work? <laughs> <laughs> everyone had a sheep, like a little sheep sculpture in their apartment. And I was always like, why does everyone have, why do all rich people have a sheep? Like, isn't that a great metaphor? But as it turns out, these sheep were actually made by <laughs> this- <laughs> sculpture duo um, who were friends with Yves Saint Laurent and made these incredible like surrealist bar carts, sheep and desks that were in the shape of animals. Damn. And the I think the best piece that they have is a hippopotamus that is a life size bronze hippopotamus that opens into a bar cart. Um, but they've also made ones that are like in the shape of really long cats. Um, and like lions that unfold into desks. Sam, I'm going to need you to push back the launch of this episode of the pod because I got some eBaying to do. <laughs> <laughs> I need um, to call some French proxy services that can ship a crate of hippopotamus to New York. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to fill it with kombucha just like bottles. Really beautiful. And it's great when something really expensive is like funny. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Surreal. On a very similar note. My next vibe is the original McKinsey self-inflating airbag lumbar support by OP OPTP. You guys wow. know about these things? No. No. Lumbar support. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I spent a lot of time on aeroplanes, yeah. which is partially responsible for my app my absence from That's this podcast. That's why you're never on podcast. the pod anymore. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> um, and it can be hard on the back. And the um, this I don't know. This is almost like the Heinz ketchup of lumbar support pillows. You it's know what the I mean? Essential one. Yeah, it's like the one. Even really? though, even though you can buy one from all the big name recognizable brands, it's yeah. like no, you kind of got to get the yeah. McKinsey this one. It's like one of those ones where you don't go artisanal. Like no. you don't need the one that's full of like acorns. Yeah. Hellman's. Yeah. Stick to Hellman's. <laughs> I mean, I actually eat Dukes, but whatever. Um, <laughs> anyway, the tricky thing and the reason that this is a big vibe for me, in addition to the fact that it really saves my back, is I buy a lot of them because they happen to match the blue of Delta. <laughs> airlines they get and, left behind and they also happen to um sit behind you on yeah, the plane yeah, yeah, yeah. so what happens is you're waiting and you're like god got to get off this airplane it's like getting suffocating in here open the door and make the little 
bell ring and then they do and you grab your shit and you jet You're but out. you forgot one crucial piece of your shit and it is the McKinsey lumbar support pillow but they're inflatable so it rolls kind of flat uh, at yeah, the end it, it can turn into the like a tiny thing the size of your fist and then you actually you don't have to like blowing it or anything you just open the valve oh it inflates and, itself and it fills up yeah. and then you can blow on it for a little bit of extra puff and then you put it behind your back and it's the best flight of your life what you need maybe is to attach like a belt to it so you're actually oh, wearing shit. it so when you get up and walk away it just comes with you or velcro like you can attach some velcro i think we can solve the problem of my neighborhood it. seamstress has just yeah. won a new project <laughs> thank you for that Really workshopping vibe. You know, you don't yeah. just throw out a vibe and no. like drop it and yeah. do a celebratory dance. You really offer it to the yeah. group for workshopping. The point of this is to improve all of our lives and your lives while we're at it. This is episode fifty six of Corporate Lunch. We're not we're not new to this. No, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, do you have another vibe? With four people, the vibes are really a yeah. whole it's a whole experience. <laughs> I've got it's one its more own vibe. vibe. Right. Um, my Maybe vibe. after this one we don't go around the horn, it's just like it's last call. Yeah. After yeah. Sam. You don't have to go my home. My vibe is... You can't, you stay, can't here. stay here. But the podcast is going to end. Um, my vibe is Classic Hits. Classic Hits is a new store in Los Angeles um, opened by Friend of the Pod, Sonia of Come Tease. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. And, I And um, it's, it's, it's in Chinatown, um, and they have no online sales. I think they just have, like, an Instagram. Um, but I'll just read a, uh, a, some of the brands that they're stocking. Come Tease, Cactus Plant, No Vacancy Inn, Online Ceramics, Ghetto Gothic, Stress Limited, CNY, No Sesso, Gauntlet, Gauntlet Cheng, Women's History Museum, Justin Cole Smith, Cherry Picks, a couple others that I've never heard of. I know the first four. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds the real who's who sounds of awesome. cool, who's who of cool t shirt brands. And I asked I asked Sonia what what like the, the concept was or what the deal was, and she said all of the brands represent deep culture. Yes. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. See, that's why we Whoa. fuck with Sonia. So keep Shout it simple, Sonia. stupid. Keep it simple, stupid. Shout deep culture or hits. nothing. Deep culture or go somewhere else. Yeah. If you're in LA, go. Wow. I bet Immerse it's not. I bet it's not culture. on Fairfax. Yeah. No, sir. <laughs> Something about that tells uh, me it's not on Fairfax. Wow. Uh, all right. Last, last call. call. Who last wants call it? for vibes. Oh, God, I'm gonna say I got a couple, but I'm gonna save them. They're a little evergreen. No, just do one. Give us one more. Take us home, buddy. Um, all right. New Balance dropped the V5, 990 version five, as seen on my foot and the foot of many others. It Hold is, your feet up. It Dope. is Looks almost like the same as the V4, <laughs> which was the same as the V3. Yeah, they basically changed nothing and, and slapped a new number on it, and it's back, which is exactly the way I like it. You know, this shoe, when it came out in the 80s, the first 990, was uh, it was like the first sh- sneaker over $100. That was like the that was the mandate, make a shoe over $100. They didn't really exist. So it was a real status symbol, as it is today, which is why I wear it. LKF, little known fact. <laughs> <laughs> Noah Johnson's full of them. This has been a Corporate Lunch production. Oh, Will, good to have you back. See you guys in 2020.